The Healing the City podcast is a ministry of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. If you enjoy the Healing the City podcast and wish to support it financially, you can go to villagersonline.com, click the We Give tab, and follow the instructions. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. All right, welcome to Healing the City podcast with Eric. Seepin and Mark Crawford. Hello. Hello. We are Pastors of the Village, which most of you already know because this is the Village podcast titled after the tagline, Healing the City One Person at a Time. Yes. And we are here uh, to talk about the future. The future. The future. The future. The future future of what? The future of the village. Uh, Yeah. What God's doing, what we're excited about, maybe a little review. Yeah. Of the drumming circle. Somebody was talking to me about the drumming circle. Oh, it was your wife. She was talking in the interview about the drumming circle and how exciting it is to do church oh, yeah. business. Yeah, she um, loves the drumming with circle. With drumming yeah. and uh, group participation. Yeah. Like people engage in the business of the church. It's it's why I insist on having the drums out every time oh, we do it. And I it always we always <laughs> need the drums. Uh, but, and, and I... It's so funny because people don't make a couple connections about the village. So when you title, call your church the village, what you have in the back of your head is a small community, but maybe even more tribal. And so we used to, our elders were called tribal elders and our oh. leaders were called tribal leaders. Yeah, there you go. Um, and so, and then we had our congregational meeting, which was the drumming circle, because what, you know, a village drums, right? That, yeah. that seems like they connect. So that's why we did all those things. We had a lot of fun too. And if, if you weren't there, the, I, I watched it online. It didn't quite come through it in didn't. the same way. I also watched some of the clips of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but the yeah. Mu- the, doing the music together in the room with the drums and, Definitely. That was a lot of fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but what the drumming circle usually is, particularly the October one, is to set the vision for the church. Yeah. And I've looked back at some of them, and they're always dealing with something that's happened and something that we're looking to do and engage in. Yeah. Um, and so we decided uh, to kind of begin to be to re-step out into our communities and to do that in a little bit of a new way and to do it in a way where we are all bathed in prayer and, and community prayer. Yeah. And so between your brilliance and my brilliance, we came up <laughs> with this combination thing called the monastic because we are a, we are monastic community, a neo-monastic community. mega house church. Right. And so we decided we needed to form groups in all the little places of gathering in our church all over the city. Which oh. I just have to give a little background. Oh, you should give, you should give all the background. Because it, it actually sort of happened on accident. I mean, it was the, I think it was the spirit moving. but Accidental spirit move. Yeah, because we had had a conversation... Um, we had had a conversation about what are, what are the things that we're doing in our church. So we need someone who's going to uh, take charge of the pilgrim groups and and sort of meet with the pilgrim group yes. leaders. We need someone who's going to take charge of of the kids' time 
in, in during on Sunday and, and who's going to kind of take charge, oversee it. Yeah. Um, because we have two full-time pastors and Rod who's, uh, part-time third time. And so they, you know, we need people to help us with things like that. And so the other thing that we had kind of talked about was this idea of like walking the street, praying, praying, like through the neighborhoods, praying through the neighborhoods. And so out of that, I came up with this idea of like, well, it's like the front porch. So you sit out on your front porch and you talk to your neighbors, but we don't do that here in Tucson. Cause there's not a lot of front porches. Yeah. So as we talked about, like, oh, praying through the neighborhoods, oh, the front porch, then we're at some meeting at some point, and you called it the monastic front porch. And I think it just was your brain kind of, like, pulling together two things that actually didn't go together. Right. And you said the monastic front porch, and we both went, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've been talking about our monastic communities and our family groups and how we engage with those and what that's going to look like as we move forward. And so bringing it together into what are we doing in our neighborhoods? How are we praying for our neighborhoods? Um, and drawing those two things together just made a lot of sense. Yes. Um, but it wasn't necessarily like a, it was kind of an accident. We are like, oh, right. here's this thing. Oh, here's this thing. Oh, they kind of go together. Right. And one of the things that we'd been talking about prior to the pandemic was making this shift out of our normal monastic communities, which were smaller groups of people anywhere from five to 25. Yeah. uh, Who practiced things together, practiced spiritual disciplines and also went out and did ministry. What was happening with those is that they were big and getting to be unruly and overwhelming for people to host and lead. And so we were like, Hey, we need to, make these more localized to the, yeah. to the communities that the people are in. And also they need to be smaller so that more people can feel comfortable leading one, managing one and practicing in one. And so we were like, yes, this is what we're going to do. Smaller monastic communities. It's going to happen. We'll start in 2020. Really excited. <laughs> and we did. We talked about this, I think in like October, November, it was like part of the vision we were thinking about yes. for 2020. It so was. two years ago now. Yeah. Um, and then the just, pandemic then, yeah, happened and <laughs> our lives changed. And, yeah. and in some ways, people became more oriented to their front porches. Well, yeah. So Michael and Ashley like redid their front porch so that they could like sit out in front. And yeah. I we during the fires last year, we had a whole experience where we were going out in front of our house and spending time talking to our neighbors, which is this revolutionary idea like oh we can have relationship in our neighborhood yeah and um caleb and elise built a big back porch yeah and they have had people in there over prior to the pandemic and then they have been in their neighborhood getting to know people so and these stories are repeated stories through our community yeah and so we're like "Ah, god's doing something we got to jump on this yeah and that's kind of how the monastic front porch was built yeah but also the front porch was, I see that. Yeah. The front porch was built. Need to get that. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's quick. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the other thing that God was doing in our community and impressing on the elders and really in some ways bubbling up from our community was this need to return to prayer, yep. but not prayer, but prayer 
in a sense that is that I would call an offensive prayer, not in a, not offensive in a bad way, but like offense versus defense. Yeah. And so not that you don't pray for aunt Jean and not that you don't pray for the things that you long for in your, um, your life, but praying with the armor of God in mind and that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against spirit, against principality, that there's a conflict in the unseen world. Well, and I, you just preach on First Timothy 2. Um, and it really, I just think the, the beginning of it, I urge you then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made by everyone for kings and all those in authority that we may live in peaceful uh, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in godliness and holiness. There's a, there's a, when Paul talks about prayer, he gives it direction. Yes. He says, pray for this, this. pray for that. Yeah. And um, I love that the result is peaceable, quiet, yes, yes. godly. Yeah. And, this and is holy. This is good and pleases God, our savior who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of truth. There's, it's just this beautiful, and and that really, and I think that is a good passage for what we want to have happen in our monastic community. Yeah. Monastic from porches is that people are beginning to really bathe their neighborhoods in prayer and watch for Jesus to open up doors for them to be peaceful, quiet, godly, holy people in their community. Yeah. And the, I think the phrase that we said a lot at the drumming circle was this idea of intentional directed prayer. Mm-hmm. That you're praying specifically towards something and for something. Right. So you're not just sitting down at your ha- in your house and saying, oh, you know, Jesus, I pray for all of my neighbors. Yeah, no, and I liked what you said. If you don't know the person in the house yet, but you know that they have a red car, or blue car, and you can say, you know, Jesus, the people in, in the house with the blue car, I ask that you would provide blah, 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 and yeah. an opportunity for me to meet them. Yeah. You know, and then looking for Jesus to do that. And, and I think that's the thing we were, I, were really hopeful about. Well, and I think that does two things. The first is that it, it you pray for them. More right. specifically, you pray for not just your neighbors in general or the city or this sort of, it, it almost becomes a sort of nebulous thing. Right. But you're praying for the person across the street for you. You're you're praying for the the people next door to you very specifically. But then it also, it the invitation is then that the spirit would make you aware of what's happening in your neighborhood. Yes. And so when you're walking outside, you're not just like walking to your car. You're going, oh, hey, blue car just got a new car. They got a red car. Oh, man, I'm going to pray for their new car. Right. You know? I'm going to ask them about their new car. Yeah, or or their car is like, up on blocks and doesn't have a tire and they might need a new tire. I'm going to pray for that. And maybe there's some way I can help with that. But there's, there's a, there's an awareness. Right. So there's a directed prayer, but there's an invitation that the spirit would make you aware of what's happening in your neighborhood. Yes. And, um, I'm excited. I think this Friday, our little, uh, Seneca street is going to hopefully get together just for a short time on Friday after evening for a little dessert and just to pray, to start praying for the neighborhood for a little bit and to get our hearts turned in that direction. So I'm excited about that um, and about what God's going to do. And we've got lots of fun things to pray about, like the homeless guy who keeps standing in our, uh, <laughs> we have this, 
you know, what do you call it? The, when Brush and Bulky come around to pick yeah. up stuff, we already have a pile for them. Yeah. And he's come by recently and is just standing in it and singing and dancing. So it's a huge pile. And so he needs some prayer. Yeah. You know, and then we got yeah. neighbors who walk their dogs and we got people who, you know, are older. And so, you know, we've got a lot of things to pray for and see what God's asking us to be part of and well, that and kind of stuff. We just had people over on Tuesday to pray, to begin to pray for our neighborhood, people who live nearby. And uh, we're we're praying and singing every Tuesday at my house with my family, and you know if you want to, yeah, if you want to show up, text and pray me, please. And you need let to me text. know you're coming first. Let him know you're coming. But seriously, if but, you want to yeah, pray, if and you want to pray and sing for the neighborhood and and be blessed and maybe even have a little soup. Yeah, this is happening every Tuesday at Mark's house. I think we're doing teriyaki chicken tonight. Oh, teriyaki! I'm not sure. Tuesday. Yeah, tonight's Tuesday. All right, well, I will, I'll try to put this up so the people will know. But then last, so last week when we were praying, I started praying for our neighbors, and I was thinking about our little group that we had at the drumming circle, and I was going, okay, so I pray for this person, and oh, here's some of the things that they talked about about their neighborhood, and then I started to pray about our neighborhood, which we live one street over from the church. Right, you like basically live in the uh, what do you call in it? the, the church's neighborhood? Yeah, in the whatever the what's the word? Oh, uh, well. Uh, well yeah, well, parsonage. You live. You're basically the parsonage, the parsonage yeah. even though you own it. <laughs> so it's. So I started. I said, okay. So here's my neighbor across the street. Here's these people. Here's these people. And then I kind of like went down our street, our cul-de-sac. And then I was like, oh, the people who live behind the church. And then I kind of went around the corner. And I was like, oh, the people who live next to the well that's being dug, or the right. the Circle K that closed down. What's going to happen with that? And then I went across the street and I was like, oh, there's the swimming school and the the Caramello King and then like the the tattoo parlor and the barber shop and the smoke shop and then I went down the street of the church and I just kind of kept going and I was like, man, I know like this thing that's happening and this thing that's happening and this thing that's happening and it really is just from like I I walk to church sometimes. <laughs> And I walk past things, and I I drive this little loop to the church all the time, and so I'm very aware of what's in those areas. And I at at some point I was like, okay, I need to stop praying so other people can pray, but there's just so much to pray for. Yes, like even right now, there's a house down the street that's for sale. Yeah, which is really fun and exciting. And who's gonna live there? And could they come to church here? Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, so that was the drumming circle and that was a big part of the drumming circle is, is talking through those kinds of things. And yeah. the other thing, and I don't want people to forget this. And so I will reiterate on there is that I gave a challenge to the whole community in different age groups. Yeah. And I said, look, you know, if you're over 60, look around there, are, there are actually a bunch of you now. There used to be one when we planted this church. And uh, you guys need to you need to get together. You need to form friendships. You need to join one another in the mission of turning around and looking at these fifty and forty year olds and where they are in their life and really pouring into them. And then we I just went on down the line and gave specific challenges to people. And I I don't want people to forget that because I think it's the beauty of being a generational church. Yeah, is that we can pour up and down into each other like in different stages, and we have good things to offer each other all the way down to three years old I, I mean well i'm sure that one to three have good things to offer too but it's not in word 
<laughs> yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's only indeed yeah. and in their diaper, but that's uh, yeah. <laughs> something to offer. <laughs> and about a phone, there's a lot to go into what they have to offer. But my point being, if you can comprehend what I'm saying, you have something rich and good to offer to the people who yeah. are ahead of you and behind you. And you need to take that as serious um, when it comes to the edict that you offered in your message, which is Matthew 28, that you're to go and make disciples. And it's as you're going along, yeah. you make disciples yeah. and, and you teach them everything that Jesus has taught you. And and we can do that. Up, we can offer that to one another. Yeah. And I think the thing that I was really excited about is you, you, you I kind of think like, okay, here's where I am now. Here's maybe where I hope to be in 10 years. Here's where I was 10 years ago. And, you know, 10 years ago, I was in a very different place. And in fact, 10 years ago, I was about two months removed. Two months, uh, was about two months before I started coming to the village. Um, and so it's, it's pre being at the village 10 years ago. And I think about where I was in that moment in my life. And I, you know, my experiences are not the experiences of someone else who's at that point in their life. But I know what I was feeling. I know what I was experiencing. You know what you were afraid of. I know what I was afraid of. Um, and so I can enter in and I don't have to, I don't have to say, well, here's where I was and this is how I got to where I am now. But I can enter in and say, hey, I was afraid when I was your age. I was, I was, these are the things that I was anticipating, that I was thinking about, that I was, what are you thinking about? Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot to think about at your age and, and, and what are you hoping for? And what are you, where are you wanting to be in 10 years? And, um, and I think the other thing is just allowing, then allowing them space to serve and to invest in my life. Um, because I think when we get, we get to a certain age and I'm, I'm young and I say a certain age, knowing that most, a lot of people who listen to this are going to be older than me, but, or younger or younger, but you get to a certain age and you go, oh man, like I want to provide space for the people behind me and I need their help and I want to draw them along. Um, but I also want to serve the people who have gone before me. Right. And in some ways, the interesting thing is, in a sense, receiving from someone who's gone before you while you are offering and someone who is behind you. And sometimes this doesn't have to do with age. A lot of time it does. But then you are modeling how to receive you know, guidance and care for the person who you are offering guidance and care. And you're also showing how to serve someone else so that they can also know how to serve you. And that's just a beautiful, like that's the holistic discipleship model in my mind. And and when it's not just Mark is up there and he disciples 15 people and they all serve, he's trying to get them to serve him and he's trying to serve them. And no, like it's this more organic. Wow. Okay. I see how Mark's doing that. And I know he's pouring into my life and I could do that for him and other people. And so it's modeling what you're talking about. It's important. Yeah. And I think that's one of our hopes. So going into next year, um, we have a, we have some thoughts on what God might be inviting us into. Yeah. One very definite, as we've already talked about, is that we want next year to be and think that God's inviting us for it to be a year of what? directed intentional prayer. Directed intentional prayer. I, I 
I love that phrase, directed intentional prayer. That's if we, so I counted the number of chess pieces. So this is just at our church, the belonging. And I know there's actually a bunch of people who haven't put their chess pieces out there yet. And this is kids and adults. So, So far there are 90 chess pieces. Wow. That's 90 beautiful pieces of art, by the way, saying I belong to this community. Yeah. But if 90 people got on their hands and knees and directed, had intentional directed prayer towards their neighborhood, towards their church, towards the people who don't know Jesus, towards their city, that does something. The spirit is activated in that. We are transformed. Our communities are transformed. Darkness is pushed backwards. This is where we fight um, is in prayer. And we begin to see places where we can join Jesus because we're actually listening to him. Yeah. So that's what we're hopeful for. And everything that we do is that it's bathed in prayer, intentional directed prayer. But the other thing is, um, I believe in just the disciplines that I practice as a monastic elder, because I think that's what I am. Yep. I have lots of... Re- practices to help me connect to God. And one of them is I, I do a lot of listening, sitting and listening through scripture and through prayer. And, and I write a lot of this down, which you then bring to our community, the community to me and Rod and to the yes. leaders. And I, and I lay that out. And some things I just tell my wife because I'm like, this sounds weird. And I don't know if I'm really, <laughs> have enough confidence to tell everybody but I, I want so the thing if you go through and just look at all the things that God has told me the one this last year was Eric when it comes to our community when it comes to your life I'm inviting you this year to wait and see wait on me which I preached on this and and what I talked about it being is this expectancy standing next to the father just calmly waiting and then watching what he's doing and joining him. And but, we've been singing this song. Yeah, we sing written, this song. Written by your brother. Written by my brother. And what I feel like God has been telling me of recent for next year is that the spirit of God, who's been present with the village for 20 years and present with you and I, it's not like he, he's been hanging out somewhere else, but that there is going to be a new taste of the spirit in our community um, and that we should be ready for that. And so many of the things we've been preaching on and talking about have to do with preparing us for that. Yeah. And uh, that's why we decided to go through First John to anchor ourselves in the love, love and belief and faith. And, and you know, so and behave to yeah. behave. Yeah. These these are we we wanted these things to kind of. The simple things. The simple things, yeah. And then we want to swing over to First Timothy and like get some structure things under our belts and, and maybe get ourselves a little elevated and deal with what, you know, what we believe about stuff and yeah. how we're going to deal with it for this coming year and things like that. Well, and it, it is, there is a, a big part of the spirit moving um, in the way that you're like, so the spirit's at work in our lives all the time. Yes. You, you're a follower of Christ. The spirits are working in your life. Sanctification. You are being uh, transformed in the likeness of God, Jesus. But then there's a, there's a pretty clear indication in Scripture that, that the spirit moves also around a community that is unified. Mm-hmm. And so drawing together in unity over the things that we're called to, 
um, directed intentional prayer and loving one another, loving our neighbors, loving God, like coming together and drawing together and trying to build that out in unity like that. That's where the spirit of God really moves around a community and, and into the neighborhood. Yes. Um, and that's what I'm really excited about is in some ways we enter into the harder conversations and the painful conversations and the ones that we struggle with as a community because we want to come together in love and we want to draw together under one God and one spirit in one church and, and move in our neighborhoods, in our city, um, and see the spirit of God at work in our community. And that's really exciting to me, even though it does mean we have to have painful conversations. Yes. So I'm excited about all that. I'm excited about the commitment to authenticity, the commitment to accessibility and truth and community. Like I think these values have driven us to a really good place in the way that we understand scripture and understand um, our role in this world. I am looking forward to next year. Yeah. Really, really am. And I think we're probably going to face some hard things. I think we're going to face, you're going to meet a lot of new people, I think, next year. I think you're going to meet people. And this is the thing. This is the thing coming out of the drumming circle is that people already have. Go and talk to your fellow, you know, go to talk to people who go to the village, who went to the drumming circle, who then went home and had interactions with neighbors that they had never met before. Yes. Like, yes, we're talking about next year. Um, but the work of that has started. Has already begun. Has started now. Um, and that the this is like a this is the the beginning of what we are looking towards of what we're hoping for, um, and to to come out of the drumming circle, and then on Sunday on Monday and and really all of last week to hear stories of people who who interacted with neighbors that they had never met before is just so cool yeah and so exciting. Um, we had an interaction with our neighbors in a way that we had not had for a year and a half. And that was really exciting and fun. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do. Yeah, I am too. I am too. And uh, the thing I've learned is that at the village over 20 years, when we've said we are committed to reaching the community around us and reaching our friends, often God brings us the people that he wants to have at this, this community and to help and to walk with and make and become part of us. And some of us are those people because it's been 20 years are not the people that we were writing down or even specifically praying for that God brings into our place because we've made ourselves vulnerable and we made ourselves open to his spirit and direction. Yeah. I'm excited. If you haven't picked up that your pastors are excited about next year, uh, I don't know I'm, if you're I'm listening to this podcast. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> we are excited. Um, yeah. So, well, Mark, thanks for the, doing the podcast. Yeah. We are, uh, I think, maybe we'll try to get this one up, hopefully. Sounds well, good. Probably doesn't matter, really, because uh, it is Tuesday today. So we'll, <laughs> we'll get it up, and next Tuesday, maybe some people will show up to pray and sing. Yeah, we'll see. All right. All right. All right.